Welcome to Zichur Daf Simani Mamrei Ram Gold. All right, and today we're going Baba Kama Daf Samaches, the seventh parak Maruba. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara states Hamochur Lifnei Yerush, one who sells a stolen animal before the owner's despair. Rav Nachman says Chayev, he's Chayev to pay Dal Day because Mecharo Amar Chamana. The Torah says or he sells it, and he has sold it, regardless of whether it's before or after Yerush, even if it does not affect an actual acquisition. Rav Shesha says, Patri is exempt from paying Dalbe because the his liability is only after the owner's despair where the thief's actions are effective, meaning the change of domain following Yehush caused the buyer to acquire it. Before Yehush, where the sale is ineffective, he would not pay Dalbe. It must be similar to Shakhtin, where his actions are effective. Rashi notes that these Amorim both hold Yehush alone is not Kona, whereas Rav, who holds Yehush is Kona, holds one only pays all day if he sold before Yeish. If he sold it after Yeish, it's already his. Abraisa teaches that one only pays Dal the hay for a sale which does not revert, similar to Shechting. This implies that one is not high for a sale before Yeish, but if not explains, it means to exclude a sale for a limited time, such as 30 days. Point number two, the Gemara says that Rabbi Lazar also holds that Dal the hay is only paid for a sale after Yeish. He says, Know that the presumption regarding theft is that the owner despairs of retrieving his item. His proof is that a thief pays Dal for selling an animal, which he assumes must be effective, similar to Shachting. Since the Torah implies he would be high for an immediate sale, similar to Shachting, it must be that we assume the owner despaired and the subsequent change of domain through the sale affects the acquisition to the buyer, together with the Yeush. Rabbi Yochan rejects Rabbi Lezer's premise that a thief would only be liable for an effective sale and after Yeush. Geneva benefish tochiach. Let the law of kidnapping prove that a gunav is liable for a sale before yesh. She'en yesh balim v'chayef for regarding kidnapping and selling the victim. There's no despair by the owner, meaning himself, yet he's liable to the death penalty, although the sale isn't effective. And pointing to Rabbi Yochanan, who holds one as high for selling or shechting after Yehush, challenged Reish Lakish, who disagreed from a Mishnah, Gana Vehiktish, of one who stole an animal, and he was Maktishet, Vakachach Tavach, and afterwards he shechted it. He only pays Kefal, but not Dal Vehei. Now Rabbi Yochanan assumes that the thief was Maktishet, which can only be effective after Yehush. Still, the Mishnah implies that if it was not Hektish, he would pay Dal Vehei. Rishwakish answers that the Mishnah's case is before Yesh, and it means the owner was Makdishah. Although Rabbi Yochanan taught that one cannot be Makdishah's stolen item, Rishwakish explains that this Mishnah holds like the opinion, discussed on the next stuff, that he can. The Gemara asks, Vary Chazrat Kerenulabalim, but the principle has returned to its owner. Since the stolen item became hectish and it is no longer in the thief's legal domain, he should not pay Kefal, which is only paid or is found in his domain. It answers Kusha'amad Bidin, the mission's case is where the Ganav stood in court and was held liable for Kefal before the owner was Makdushet. This answer is further analyzed. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara states, One who sells a stolen animal before the owner's despair. Rav Nachman says, He's liable to pay Dalvei because The Torah says, Or he sells it, And he sold it, regardless of whether it's before or after Yerush, even if it does not affect an actual acquisition. Rav Shesha says, Patri is exempt from paying Dalvei because His liability is only after the owner's despair, where the thief's actions are effective, meaning the change of domain following Yehush caused the buyer to acquire it. Before Yehush, where the sale is ineffective, he would not pay Dalvei. It must be similar to Shakhtin, where his actions are effective. Rashi notes that these Amorim both hold Yehush alone is not Kona, whereas Rabu holds Yehush is Kona, holds 
One only pays Olvei if he sold before Yesh. If he sold it after Yesh, it's already his. Abraisa teaches that one only pays Olvei for a sale which does not revert, similar to Shechting. This implies that one is not high for a sale before Yesh, but if Nachman explains, it means to exclude a sale for a limited time, such as 30 days. Pointing to the Gemara says that Rabbi Lazar also holds that Dal is only paid for a sale after Yeush. He says, Know that the presumption regarding theft is that the owner despairs of retrieving his item. His proof is that a thief pays Dal for selling an animal, which he assumes must be effective, similar to Shachting. Since the Torah implies he would be high for an immediate sale, Similar to Shechting, it must be that we assume the owner despaired and the subsequent change of domain through the sale affects the acquisition to the buyer, together with the Yehush. Rabbi Yochan rejects Rebelezer's premise that a thief would only be liable for an effective sale and after Yehush. Geneva benefesh tochiach. Let the law of kidnapping prove that a gunav is liable for a sale before Yehush. She'en yesh balim v'chayef. For regarding kidnapping and selling the victim, there's no despair by the owner, meaning himself, yet he's liable to the death penalty, although the sale isn't effective. And pointing to Rabbi Yochanan, who holds one as chayef for selling or shechting after Yehush, challenged Reish Lakish, who disagreed from a Mishnah, gunav v'hiktish, of one who stole an animal, and he was maktishet, and afterwards he shechted it. He only pays kefal, but not dal the hay. Now Rabbi Yochan assumes that the thief was makdisha, which can only be effective after yeush. Still, the Mishnah implies that if it was not hektish, he would pay dal the hay. Rishwakish answers that the Mishnah's case is before yeush, and it means the owner was makdisha. Although Rabbi Yochanan taught that one cannot be makdisha, stolen item, Rishwakish explains that this Mishnah holds like the opinion, discussed on the next stuff, that he can. The Gemara asks, Vare Chazrat Kerim but the principal has returned to its owner. Since the stolen item became hektish and is no longer in the thief's legal domain, he should not pay kefal, which is only paid or is found in his domain. It answers Kusha'amad Bidin. The mission's case is where the Ganav stood in court and was held liable for Kefal before the owner was Makdushet. This answer is further analyzed. All right, so now we go to Simadav Samaches, and this one was suggested to us by Jeremy Shiewitz from Woodmere, New York. He suggested that Samaches is Schach. Schach. So here goes. The thief who covered up an animal he stole and sold a Schach before the Yeush of the owner, making Mechaev in Dalvehe, right under a Schach banner with his favorite motto, Stamke Neva. Yehush Balim, who took another stolen animal that he was makdish and shechted it. Once again, slow motion. The thief who covered up an animal he stole and sold was schach, schach. That must be more duff. Samaches. The thief who covered up an animal he stole and sold was schach before the Yehush of the owner, making mechaev indalad vehei, which reminds us, the Gemara states, Hamokhrufne Yehush, one who sells a stolen animal before the owner's despair. Rav Nachman says, Chayv, he's liable to pay dal vehei because macharo amarachamana. The Torah says, or he sells it, and he sold it, regardless of whether it's before or after Yehush, even if it does not affect an actual acquisition. Rav Shesha says, Patri, he's exempt from paying Dal Behe because his liability is only after the owner's despair where the thief's actions are affected, meaning the change of domain following Yehush causes the buyer to acquire it. Before Yehush, where their sale is ineffective, he would not pay Dal Behe. It must be similar to Shachting, where his actions are effective. So the thief who covered up an animal he stole and sold with Schach before the Yehush of the owner, making Chayef 
in Dalvehei, right under a schach banner with his favorite motto, Stamkeneva Yehush Balim, who, which reminds us, the Gemara says Rabbi Lazar also holds that Dalvehei is only paid for a sale after Yehush. He says, Teidash Stamkeneva Yehush Balim, who, know that the presumption regarding theft is that the owner despairs of retrieving his item. His proof is that a thief pays Dalvehei for selling an animal, which he assumes must be effective, similar to shechting. Since the Torah implies he would be liable for an immediate sale, similar to Shechting, it must be that we assume the owner despaired, and the subsequent change of domain through the sale affects the acquisition to the bar together with the Yehush. Riochen rejects Rebbe Lezer's premise. So the thief who covered up an animal he stole and sold the schach before the Yehush of the owner, making him chayev in Dalvehei, right under a schach banner with his favorite motto, Stamkeneva Yesh Balim Hu, took another stolen animal that he was makdish and shechted it, which reminds us, Rebbe Yochanan who holds one is chayev for selling or shechting after Yehush, challenged Rish Lakish who disagreed from a Mishnah, Gana Vihiktish, one who stole an animal, and he was makdish it, and afterwards he shechted it. He only pays kefal, but not dal vehei. Riyokan assumes that the thief was makdishet, which can only be effective after yeush. Still, the mission implies that if it was not hektish, he would pay dal vehei. Rishonkish answers that the mission's case is before yeush, and it means the owner was makdishet. So once again, the thief who covered up an animal he stole and sold the schach before the yeush of the owner, making chayev in dal vehei, right under a schach banner with his favorite motto, Stam Geneva Yeish Balim Hu, took another stolen animal that he was makdish and shechted it. All right, so now it's time for Forba Bach Hazar. Dav Samachtod. So the similar Dav Samachtod relates to Sod, secret, and we use a secret agent. So here goes. The secret agent, secret agent, that must be more on Dav Samachtod, Sod. The secret agent who discovered the source that a thief pays kefal on the pasuk imhimatzei timatzei, which reminds us the more brings an alternate source for kefal on all items imhimatzei timatzei. If being found, it will be found. So the secret agent who discovered the source that a thief pays kefal on the pasuk imhimatzei timatzei and was then thrown off when he saw someone else who was moted b'kanas use the same pasuk to exempt himself even when Adim came after, which reminds us the more asks according to the Tana that one of the psukim of Shomer teaches a gun of laws of kefal. What is the Pasuk of Imi Matzei Timatzei explicitly discussing a thief coming to teach? It answers that Rabbi Barayilai Darshand is to teach Rabbi's ruling. One who admits to liability for a fine, and then Adim came and testified as much, he's putter from the Knas. The Pasuk Imi Matzei Timatzei teaches Imi Matzei if it is found through Adim Timatzei Bedayanim, then it will be found by judges that he must pay the Knas. This excludes one who incriminates himself. So the secret agent who discovered the source that a thief pays kefal on the pasuk and was then thrown off when he saw someone else who was moted b'kanas use the same pasuk to exempt himself even when Adam came after was surprised when a thief got caught and paid kefal even though he didn't take a shavua which reminds us let's say that a thief himself only pays kefal if he swore a shavua denying his theft according to the ton of the thief's kefal is taught in the psukim of shomer. In a bracer, Rabbi Yaakov answers that the Torah says, Shnai shalem, he shall pay twofold, meaning, Shalom b'shvua, even without an oath. Daf Samachay, so the similar Daf Samachay is Seh, sheep. So here goes. The sheep thief, sheep, that must be more on Daf Samachay, Seh. The sheep thief, who got upset when he was told in Basin that he pays the Karen according to the original value, but Kefal according to its value, when appearing in court, which reminds us, Rob said, Karen Ke'en Shogonov, 
a thief pays the principal according to his value when he stole it. And he pays kefal and dollar the hay according to its value at the time of appearance in court. The extra words in the Pasuk, Geneva and Chaim, teach, Revive the principle of the stolen item as it was when he stole it. Tosus explains that this implies that only the principal is paid according to the theft, but the additional payments follow its later value. So the sheep thief, who got upset when he was told in Basin that he pays the Karen according to the original value, but Kefo according to its value, when appearing in court and broke a one's keg of wine he stole, requiring him to pay its current value of four zuz, which reminds us, Rabba said that if someone stole a keg of wine which was worth one zuz, and worth four zuz when it was destroyed, Tabra Oshasya, if he broke the keg, or drank the wine, actively destroying it. Mishalom Dalit, he pays for Zuz its current value. Isbar Mamela Mishalom Zuza, but if it broke by itself, he pays only one Zuz its original value. Or she explains that this act of destruction constitutes a new act of theft and obligates him according to its new value. Shechting or selling a stolen item is likewise actively destroying it, so Rabbi would hold he pays the principal according to its current higher value. Dav Samachvav. So the similar for Dav Samachvav relates to sewing, and we use a tailor. So here goes. The tailor, tailor, that must be more on Dav Samachvav, sewing. The tailor who stole some wool quickly made into a garment to acquire it, which reminds us, Rabbi said, Shinwi Kona Xiva Patanina, that a physical change to a stolen item causes a thief to acquire it is written in the Torah and taught in the Mishnah. The Pasuk says, And he shall return the stolen article that he stole. The last phrase teaches, If the item is still as it was when he stole it, he shall return it. But if not, meaning the thief changed it, he only needs to pay money. Two Mishnahis are quoted as sources. So the tailor who stole some wool quickly made it into a garment to acquire it when he saw the victim give up hope of retrieving it but wasn't sure if Yehush Kona or not. Which reminds us, Rabbi said Yehush Amri Rabbanu the nickname. Yehush, the rabbi say, causes a thief to acquire it. However, he wasn't sure if this law was the Raisa or the Rabbanan. Rabbi Yosef said Yehush Enokona, despair does not cause the thief to acquire it at all. Afil with Rabbanan, even rabbinically, he must return the stolen item. So the tailor who stole some wool quickly made it into a garment to acquire it. When he saw the victim give up hope of retrieving it but wasn't sure if Yehush Kona or not. Unaware that the unprocessed hides he stole and uses a mat in his shop had become tummy from his sherets because of Shinui shame, which is like Shinui Maisa, which reminds us, Rav Yosef was challenged from a mission which states regarding unprocessed hides, Shalganav regarding hides stolen secretly by a thief, Machshav Matamasan, thought renders them susceptible to Tuma because the owner despaired of retrieving them. The thief owns them and his decision to use them as kalim, meaning mats, without further processing them makes them susceptible to Tuma. Rav said this challenge went unanswered for 22 years until Rav Yosef became the head of the yeshiva upon Rabba's passing and answered Shinui Hashem Kishinui dummy. A change of name is like a physical change, just as a physical change affects acquisition because it was originally wood and is now a keli, for example, regarding a change in name also. It was originally called a hide and now it's called a tray, for example. Daf Samach Zayin. So the simmer Daf Samach Zayin is a sizzling barbecue. So here goes. The thief standing by his barbecue. Barbecue? That must be warned off. Samach Zayin. Sizzling barbecue. The thief standing by his barbecue, which was under the stone crossbeam, he built into his patio ceiling, which reminds us, on the previous stuff, Rabbi Yosef taught that a thief acquires a stone item through Shinu Hashem, a change in name. 
Now, this is challenged from a mission teacher that one who steals a crossbeam and builds it into a ceiling, thereby changing its name from crossbeam to ceiling, does not need to return the crossbeam because of Takanas Shavim, implying that otherwise the thief would not acquire the beam, although its name changed. Rav Yosef answers that it's still called a crossbeam even when built into a ceiling. Rabbi Zera answers that a change that reverts to its original state, such as a beam which can be dismantled, is not considered a change regarding Shinui shame. So the thief standing by his barbecue, which was under the stolen crossbeam, he built into his patio ceiling, planning to shecht and cook the lame and stolen sheep that were endowed for Kabanus, since Yehush is not Kona, which reminds us, Ua said, From where do we know that Yehush does not cause the thief to acquire the stolen item? The Pasuk says regarding Karbanas, and you bring what is stolen, the lame and the sick, implying a comparison between a stolen and lame animal. Just as the lame one has no remedy because its blemish renders it permanently unfit, so too, a stolen animal has no remedy and is invalid as a carbon, whether before or after Yehush. This proves the thief does not acquire the animal for use as a carbon through Yehush, Rava quotes another source. So that thief standing by his barbecue, which was under the stolen crossbeam, he built into his patio ceiling, planning to shecht and cook the lame and stolen sheep that were invalid for Kabanus, since Yehush is not Kona, got caught by police for stealing the barbecue from another thief, and was told he would have to pay Kefal since he stole it after Yehush of the original owner. Which reminds us the Mishan Daf Samach Beis Amabes taught, One who steals from a thief does not pay Kefal because he did not steal it from the owner's possession. Rav says this is only before Yehush, but after Yehush, the first thief has acquired it, and the second thief would pay Kefal since he stole it from its new owner. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we discuss why a crossbeam built into a ceiling is not considered a case of Shinui shame? That's on Duff. Samach Zayin. Good. Number two, which of the one that an alternate source for Kefal on all items is from the Pasuk, that's on Duff. Good number three. Which stuff do we talk about one who sells a stolen animal before Yehush, whether he's high for Dod the hay? That's on Duff. Good number four. Which stuff do we have says that a gunner that steals from a gunner does pay Kepo if it was stolen after the owner had Yehush? That's on Duff. Good number five. Wish of the one that Shinui shame, Kishinui Misa, and therefore a thief acquires unprocessed hides that he uses as a mat, which can then become Tame. That's on Dav. Good number six. Which stuff do we have the Sugi of Tavru Vashasya, where a thief breaks a keg of wine he stole and is required to now pay its current value? That's on Dav. Good number seven. Which of the Rebbe holds? The presumption regarding theft is that the owner despairs of retrieving his item. That's on Duff. Good number eight. Which of the source to obligate Kefal for all stolen items is from the Rebuya of Kol. That's on Duff. Good number nine. Which of the source is that Yesh is not Kona regarding Karbanas. That's on Duff. Good. And number 10, which stuff be the case of one who stole an animal was makdishet and then shechted it? That's on Duff. Excellent. That comes today's year. This is everybody from Goldhoff from Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.